Hello. 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 Nather. Nather's not. Oh. Nather's not here, man. Yeah. Nather. He's not even working. He's just not here. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and beer. My name is Asif Lakani, and my co-host is Nabil Lalani. Um, our producer does not exist. And um, we have some breaking news to start off the show today. Yeah, let's do it. What is it? We have a logo. Oh, yeah, that's right. We do have. Yeah, that's big news. That's huge news. Uh, Special shout out to Ursulon for like the 18th time and hopefully the last time or we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. But he created our logo and um, it's pretty badass. Um, Check it out. It's on all of our social media platforms and it should be on the... um, actually the podcast now as well so um, yeah. yeah so as you're looking at the thumbnail for this episode you should see it um quick run through the logo we got the bear got we got the bird the, and we got some beer yeah and the bear and the bird are not fighting because they're friends because we're friends for now for now and um yeah anyway so that's that also special well it's good to be back and this is, we, you know, we haven't been in the studio like this on a, on our typical recording day yeah, in a long yeah. time. Yeah, we haven't had our regular scheduled um, stuff for a little bit. So, yeah, it's good. It, feel, it feels almost right. We're missing a little bit, but it's all good. But, you know, it does feel good. Um, our, our drink today, yeah. So, um, we are, dr- I would ask what we were drinking, but I have to answer the question. So, we are drinking Eschaton from uh, Wild Heaven. Um, and, yeah. That's so good. So, shout out to Peachtree Growler for providing us with this beer um i went in there over the weekend to grab this and it's good to have a growler man just you know you can um yeah everyone should own a growler or at least when you go to a growler shop just drop the extra five bucks and get it that way you know you can just get whatever you want you'll just keep it wash it and then bring it right back and they'll wash it for you as well it'll pay for itself in just a couple of visits for sure um, but yeah, back to the Eschaton though from Wild Heaven. Like, um, this is like a throwback for me. Like, this was in my early craft beer drinking days back when, um, you know, we used to go down to Decatur and hit up um, Wild Heaven, Three Taverns, and stumble over to the other brewery, uh, Blue Tarp. But yeah, um, Wild Heaven, you know, um, Eschaton, it's a Belgian star quad, uh, quadruple. Um, it's vanilla. Do you get vanilla out of that? I do get I yeah. do get some uh, sweetness in, in that for sure. Yeah. A lot of malt, yeah, very heavy on the malt, which is um, you know, I was going for something different, something unique that we haven't had before. Yeah, we haven't had many um many quads, so yeah. And uh, no, it's a good beer. I mean, I think I probably got to let it get a little bit warmer before the flavor starts settling in because right now it's just really cold, so it's refreshing <laughs> from that regard. But I think yeah. um. As the, as the temperature settles in, it'll probably taste more like it should. Yeah, it, well, it'll bring the vanilla out for sure. Normally, I've always noticed vanilla comes out once stuff warms up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, at sitting at ten and a half, you know, we are gonna start slurring down the episode. So if you start hearing a slur, don't worry, it's um, it, it's it's just us. Um, or it might just be me, because <laughs> technically, nah, uh, <laughs> it's just us. well, Nabil's a champ, and that's yeah. why it might just be me. Um, but yeah, so let's, um, let's get into the old sports roo. Like, uh, did you watch that game last night? Uh, which game? The, the double overtime game between Toronto and Milwaukee. Was there another one? 
No, I think that was the only game, man. Yeah, okay. No, I'm just making sure. Hey, apparently there was some Stanley Cup on last night, too. That is, but, um, that is true. Nab, Nab is saving hockey, but he forgot to watch hockey. So that's my, that's my own fault. You, right. you are well, correct, sir. Well, it's because hockey is not saving itself and not, listening. you know. It's not listening. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, dude, Kawhi, I did watch the game. Kawhi went off. He did go off. And, uh, I mean, Leonard is really, really good. I think we were talking over the weekend. Probably top five player on um, – In the league right now, yeah. Both ends of the court for sure. Well, I, th- I think two-way player, he's either one or two at this point. Um, Le- I think LeBron is three now. But going two-way, I think he might be number one. Uh, Giannis might be number two. Or maybe, yeah. or maybe flip-flop. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think Kawhi, you have to put him up in that. You know, the thing about Kawhi is, like, he is, like, kind of um, a natural superstar in the sense of, like, he's not like other stars in the league. Yeah. I mean, he's very quiet. He's very subdued. And then he does do – he plays defense exceptionally well. I mean, do do you know who Kawhi Leonard is? He's just Tim Duncan at small forward. The Spurs somehow replaced Tim Duncan with a shorter Tim Duncan, but they couldn't. And, to keep them. Right. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um I mean it's you know, it's interesting because Mike Budenholzer being the Bucks head coach now used to be in San Antonio and so I'm sure it's really interesting for uh Budenholzer and Kawhi Leonard to be facing off against one another without Greg Popovich anywhere near it. Um, you know. So okay, l- let's just uh play a little game before we get deeper into the into mm-hmm. the series. All right. You you can pick one player to start your team with right now, Kawhi or Giannis. Who are you taking? Giannis. Yeah, yeah, same here. He's got to be. He's <laughs> younger. He's got more athleticism. He's bigger. M- more potential. <laughs> more star power. And I think yeah. he's better suited to carry a team. Granted, last night wasn't his best performance, but he had them up two zero. I mean, if he didn't foul out, I'm sh- it would have been a completely different game. Right. And uh, no, totally. And I mean, that's not to take anything away from Kawhi, of course. Definitely not. uh, Because I'd be happy with either of those guys. But I would think, I would hope that 90% of the people, if not more, would pick Giannis in that situation. I think that's a no brainer. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see how the rest of the series plays out. I mean, the thing about Toronto is they needed two overtimes to win and for Giannis to have a bad game. Right. And to foul out. (laughs) Right. And so it almost looks like. They got the one home game that I think everybody should win, you know, if you're the underdog or the, the lower seed. But as far as um, moving forward in the series, uh, it might it might be done. It might be a five-game series. Maybe. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Nather? Nather? Oh, it's not here. No. no. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude. No, no definitely. I, I do think that the Bucks are going to win the – win the series, you know, handily, if if not um not in five and six for sure. But the thing is is the real question. Real question. All right, real question guys. Is the winner of this series gonna be able to beat Golden State? Uh, well so let's just move right into the uh, Golden State. I think the sweep is gonna happen at this point. It's tonight. Yeah, I I, I think it's gonna be um I, I, I think it's done. Uh mm-hmm. Lillard is playing with what separated Rib, ribs or ribs something, or something. Like that, yeah. yeah and McCollum is does not look like what he was no. what he was playing in the last series um i think it's done and that's going to give kd um more time to rest and come back but that brings up another question mm-hmm. and i think everyone's been asking this question ever since you you're seeing golden state look like a completely different team ever since kd went down mm-hmm. are the warriors better without kd 
I mean, that's a really good question. I think it's hard to say no because they have had so much success. I mean, they came back down from, what, 17 points in game three and one yeah. still? So, like, anytime a team does that, I mean, something's gone right, and they're definitely, you know, uh, connecting and have good chemistry to be able to do that. I think the thing for the Warriors that makes this situation unique is they're used to playing without KD. I mean, they won right. multiple championships without him, and they played for multiple championships without him. So it's almost like... Their system runs better without KD. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I would say, but they are a more dominant team with him. Well, like KD's the best player in the league, so it's it's just like a really. It, I don't think I've ever seen a situation like this. No, where, we haven't. We, there's like no way the best player in the league on a team, and that team is better without that player. Like, th- th- there's no not, and like I think that's a very unique thing to basketball as well, because mm-hmm. you can't have that happen in football can't really have that happen in baseball you know because b- baseball no matter how often your best player comes up he only comes up to bat four or five times right you know four or five times a game but in basketball the one player is dominant they're going to hold the ball they're going to control everything and in this situation the best player in the league and the other team is playing better without him it's just like a really bizarre thing that i don't think i've ever seen before no we haven't seen and again i think it's a lot of it is due to the fact that the Warriors are used to playing without Kevin Durant. Right. I mean, they won again. They won multiple championships without him. Steph Curry is still Steph Curry, right? And he's allowed to be more of himself now. So it almost seems like he's a little bit more comfortable playing in this role because he's used to being the first option on that team, and now he has to do it again. Um, what's interesting, I think, is that like last year in the playoffs, Curry went down. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. he had the knee thing or the ankle thing. And the Warriors looked like they were worse off without him mm-hmm. than they are without Curry or than they are without KD. And so um, I think we wouldn't be having the same conversation about are they better off without one of their star players if Curry was hurt because they would definitely be hurting more. Um, so, yeah, again, and it almost makes you wonder like, all right, well, a lot of people speculate that Kevin Durant is going to leave. Yeah, in the off season, and regardless of what happens, but now seeing what we're seeing and that they might be better with without him, quote unquote, it's almost like why would he stay? Right. So th- there's been a lot of speculation of what's going to happen with the Warriors' off season. Like it could be like the beginning of the end of all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Clay Thompson is also a free agent. That boy needs to get paid, man. He's so and good. And uh, what I'm wondering is, like, has Clay gone to the point where no matter what he wants to leave, is he going to stay if KD's gone? Because I think if KD some, for some reason stays, which seems unlikely at this point, I think um, Clay Thompson's on his way out. He's mm-hmm. going to go somewhere else. And there's always been the speculation that Clay wants to play for the Lakers just because of his um, connection with his father and the Lakers. So there's a lot of stuff going around. So, like, e- even though the Warriors look like greatness right now and look like one of the best franchises of all time, um, you know, one of the best championship runs of all time, I mean. Uh, you know, this could be the beginning of the end. No, yeah. I mean, what do they say? Most championship teams have a four-year window. Yeah. Anyway, and so we're approaching that with Golden State. Um, granted, not the Warriors with KD, but just with, like, Curry and Thompson well, and Draymond I, Green and winning what they have. Well, we're approaching that four-year window. Well, well, we're past that because they've – Um, I think Curry has three championships, right? And 
and he lost one championship to LeBron. So it's mm-hmm. already been three. This this would be the fourth championship, I believe. Or, mm. or am I wrong? Something like that. And so there you go. Again, a four-year window where you have you know your best chance yeah. to win. And, I mean, I, again, with a team like the Warriors, you said, I mean, we haven't seen this before, really. So that four-year window applies to most teams. And I think in the Warriors' case, they get maybe an extra year, which they have. But, yeah, I mean, if it all ends after this year, you know, surely, I mean, Clayton oh, – well, Curry isn't going anywhere. No, Curry. And I feel like Curry's gonna end his entire. End his I would almost think the, that yeah. the the Warriors management has to keep him there for his whole career. Yeah, I, I mean Curry might be the best Warrior of all time. Like the, who's the other person? Maybe Rick Barry. Maybe yeah, and like I mean, you had some other guys in the back in the past. I mean, yeah, yeah, Baron Davis. You had um, well, they had what runs CMD, so it was um, like Chris Mullen. Oh yeah, right. and I thought Chris Mullen was on the Nuggets. Now he probably bounced around, but I know they had the run CMD days when they were good in like what is it, Tim Hardaway maybe? Yeah. Um, and so all the but no, Curry is undoubtedly the best Warriors yeah. player of all time. Um, and Kevin Durant just isn't going to be around long enough to like fit that mold. And I would even think that Clay Thompson, I mean Clay Thompson has done more for that franchise than KD has. Right. So you know. So, yeah, I mean, like, I, I do think it's n- no matter who comes from the East, like, it, it regardless of the Bucks or the um or the Raptors, I do feel like it's it's gonna it's gonna be the Warriors. Um, yeah, I mean, I w- I wouldn't think the only thing I think that could make it. Well, I would say it's gonna be the Warriors, but it'll probably be a five game series in the finals, no matter what, because I would think Giannis. Or Kawhi Leonard is going to be able to put on enough of a performance to, to, get, to get one out of it, to get one, mm-hmm. and or put on enough of a defensive performance. If we're talking about Kawhi Leonard, to maybe slow down Kevin Durant for a game, yeah, or Steph Curry for a game. Um, so I think like those two stars out of the East will get one out of it, but I definitely think that I mean it's inevitable that the Warriors are going to win, right? Like I mean they're going to sweep them tonight, and and then they're going to be rested up when it comes time to eventually play the finals. Yeah. And definitely. they've been in this position before. Neither of these other two teams has. So, yeah. like, it's it automatically takes, you know, like most teams will tell you it takes, what, at least a quarter or a half to settle into, like, the Super Bowl or the National Championship game. Well, the Warriors have done this for, like, the last three or four years. They yeah. know exactly what it feels like. I think they've gone to the like. finals for the last four years. So. Like the, they're like the Patriots of the NBA, essentially. Yeah. All right, so um, at this point, it's uh, time for Nather's Nonsense. Never mind, it's not time for Which, Nather's Nonsense. Oh, actually, wait. I do I do got something for you, Nather. I mean, sorry, Nather. I'm pointing at Nather's chair not, right now. Not here. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, not here. The um, I got I got a question for you, Nabil. What's up? What is Spider-Man's favorite thing to watch on TV? What is Spider-Man's favorite thing to watch on TV? Um... I, I don't know. Well, it's not his cartoon. I'll tell you that. But it is the Stan Lee Cup Finals. <laughs> like that? There you go. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I came up with that one on my own. And I think it's pretty brilliant. And it has nothing to do with this 10 10% ABV on this beer that I'm drinking. Ten although and a half. Ten and a half. <laughs> the, the delivery comes from that 10.5. So that's um, now there's nonsense. <laughs> we did have some football, though. We had some football news. Um, 
I'm going to start with the nonsense just because it was not as nonsense. The Jets are probably the weirdest, dumbest franchise in the NFL. I don't know what's going on, man. Like, I know what's going on, but right. I don't for, know what's going on. For, for those of you who don't know what's going on, um, the Jets uh, fired their GM. The same GM who just hired Adam Gase. And then this GM went out and signed Le'Veon Bell, C.J. Mosley, and a couple other – he spent over $100 million. And Adam Gase didn't want any of these players. So the owner of the Jets finally was like, you know what? Yeah, I don't think this um, GM should be my GM anymore. And he fired him now. So at this point, Adam Gase is stuck with a running back he doesn't want. He has a linebacker that he's iffy about. And um, all dead money. And without a GM, so uh, there, there were there were talks about um, Peyton Manning becoming the GM of the Jets, but I, but that has um, kind of cooled off at this point. That's not gonna happen. But Adam Gates obviously having the connection with uh, Peyton Manning in their time in Denver, but yeah, like uh, I don't know what's going on uh, on the Jets. It's just a really bizarre scenario. They're saying uh, Le'Veon Bell could be traded before the season starts, and I don't even know where he could get traded. Well, and here's my thing is it's almost like you have to have a GM going into the season. You do, right? No, you don't. You don't. No? The, the, the Bears didn't have, the, the Bears' first GM was Jerry Angelo, uh, and that was in 2000. So you don't, a GM isn't required. A head coach is required. Mm-hmm. A GM isn't required. Or at least an interim coach is required. But a GM is definitely not required. So, I mean, and that's the thing that, like, it makes you wonder. Yeah, I mean, because I would say, I don't know if Adam Gaze doesn't want guys like Le'Veon Bell and some of these other players because they are well, good players. Well, so, so Adam, I'm not saying Adam Gaze doesn't want Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell is an immense talent, and Adam Gaze is going to try to use that talent. But Adam Gaze is going towards the new philosophy of running backs. Like, you don't pay running backs big money because running backs have, you know, they have, they have a mileage on them. After a while, running backs can't, um, can't last anymore. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, I think um, I think uh, we're definitely at a point with the Jets where it is a high-profile job. It's a high-profile location. I mean, being in New York City, granted, it's the stepchild of New York City sports. Right. Um, <laughs> we should put that on the shirt, you know. Uh, but uh, S-T-E-P, step, step, step. All right, anyway, sorry. Um, I just got that. That's a 10.5 right there. Shout out, Wah Heaven. Shout out Peace Regala Company. Um, <laughs> no, I think – I don't know what's going to happen with the Jets. I mean, like you said, they don't need a GM, but I would think it's such a high-profile location, at least for the I mean, league. They, I mean, the league get, would definitely want the Jets to have I mean, somebody. The, Jet, the Jets will get a GM before the season starts. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, you don't need a GM. Just, like right now, Adam Gase is the interim GM, so they do have a GM. And, and the thing is, is like – these uh, positions of like the coaches doing a dual role mm-hmm. doesn't always work out. It, it rarely works out. The only one that it worked out with is Bill Belichick. And and Bill Belichick, I don't even think he's the GM anymore, but for the longest time, Bill Belichick was the head coach and GM. I think at this point, the GM duties are given to someone else, even though Belichick has the final say. And this is like way, way back in the day, right? No, no. But Bill Belichick was still the GM, of, I think, three years ago. Uh, I think there's I, – I don't think they have a GM necessarily. They just have someone that does GM duties. I don't think the Patriots have a GM. Probably. So, which is which is interesting. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe this could be the new wave of the NFL where 
it kind of operates in silo. I, I don't think so. I, I, so, th- but there's too many decisions to be made. Well, yeah. Well, G- Gates, Gates will not be the GM long term. There's gonna be a new. GM and coming. and again, that's a recipe for disaster, right? right? In well, most cases. Well, Jets are at this point. The Jets are a recipe for disaster. <laughs> but so here's a potential name for that role, right? Are we mm-hmm. gonna, so Scott Pioli. This is a show about the Falcons primarily, um, and. And bears, but you know any Falcons news that comes up, we got to talk about it. And so definitely, Scott definitely. Pioli, the assistant to the GM for the Atlanta Falcons, stepped away Assi- last week. Assistant to the GM? What is he, Dwight Schrute? Something like that. <laughs> hey, Dwight was a rock star. And assistant to the GM. <laughs> I'm, I believe that's like the official title that he had. Um, yeah, assistant general manager. No, no, assistant general manager is different than assistant to okay, the GM. Well. Assistant to the regional manager. Uh, Anyway, so for we're at my office right now, so it counts. But um, the assistant general manager for the Falcons is no longer Scott Pioli, and you know I've seen one one article where it says that Scott Pioli's fine, he's happy, and yeah. he's just ready to retire and step away from the game. And I've seen another mention that says, well, he's willing and ready to pursue new opportunities. Yeah. So does the timing of it work out such that? Hey, he steps away from assistant general manager to become the general manager again, back in the conference that he's yeah. known to uh, have done and I had mean, success in. I mean, I, I can definitely see uh, Scott Pioli, you know, being the Jets, um, being the Jets GM. I I feel like Scott Pioli came from New England. Yes, him? yeah, he came from him New and Dimitrov both. Yeah, uh, Scott Pioli came from New England, went to Kansas City. That's where he orchestrated the Matt Castle trade, and then that Kansas City thing all went to sh- went to shit. And then uh, Scott Pioli then went to Atlanta, and I feel like he orchestrated that Tony Gonzalez trip. No, so actually, I'm happy you mentioned this because we talked about it over the weekend, and I did my research. Oh, nice, nice. And Tony Gonzalez was in Atlanta well before Scott Pioli oh, got here. Oh, okay, cool. But um, this is perfect because here is who Scott Pioli is partially responsible for bringing to the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. Via the draft, at least via the draft. And we can talk about free agency and trade stuff, but the Falcons haven't done a lot of that in the last few years. Anyway, okay, so we got Jake Matthews. Okay. Pro Bowl left tackle. Not bad. So so, uh, I'm just wondering, are you, um, just so I can understand, you were saying that he had a hand in, like, do you mean a hand in with Thomas Dimitrov, like them working together? Yes. Okay, okay. That's exactly what I'm saying. And so... Because before Scott Pioli got to Atlanta, the only really draft picks that Thomas Dimitrov did well with on his own were Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I would say the signing of Michael Turner was huge as well. Right. And that was like, you know, his f- first like three moves were those right there, which were really good. Um, anyway, okay, so now – and then he drafted the punter, Matt Bosher, in 2011, who's still around. God bless his soul. Anyway, uh, okay. Punters don't count. Minus points. Anyway. Taking points off. So now Scott Pioli was, had a hand in drafting Jake Matthews, Devontae Freeman, Ricardo Allen, Vic Beasley, Tevin Coleman, Justin Hardy, Grady Jarrett, um, and also Keanu Neal, Deion Jones, Austin Hooper's DeAndre Can- – uh, uh, Austin Hooper, uh, Devondre Campbell, and then all of last year's draft. So Tech McKinley, Duke Riley, uh, Demonte KZ, Ito Smith. Uh, so that was those guys were two years ago. Ito Smith, Calvin Ridley, Isaiah Oliver, 
and Sanat were all from last year. So Scott Pioli did make some good decisions in the front office. Right, and, and the best name on that, that, for me at least, the best name is Grady Jarrett that I heard. Out oh, of yeah, no, side. undoubtedly. The, but even if Grady Jarrett is the best name, I mean, you still got yeah, Keanu Neal. No, the, the, there are a lot of good names. I, a lot I, of good names. I, I just wanted to say what was the best name I heard. Oh, yeah, and I, and I think that's a no-brainer, right? And so um, Scott Pioli will be missed in that regard mm-hmm. for oh, the definitely. Falcons because – you know, Thomas Dimitrov's previous draft history has shown that he's not capable of necessarily landing on picks other than the three that we mentioned. And one of them was a trade in free agency um, or, you know, the acquisition of Michael right, Turner, right. not a draft pick. And so, and I know as a Falcons fan myself, and then also as just, you know, being observant from a, from a neutral perspective, I mean, most people weren't happy with Thomas Dimitrov and his draft performances um, for a long, long time. I mean, Julio is forgivable, and Matt Ryan has obviously right. been great. That was a great pick. But other than that, there hasn't been much to show for it. And then the Falcons – and Dan Quinn deserves a lot of credit too because ultimately it's his team that he's trying to put out there on the field. But Scott Pioli did do a great job in shifting the conversation towards saying, like, hey, we should get guys like Devondre Campbell and Deion Jones and Keanu Neal, Calvin Ridley. I mean, the list goes, Grady right. Jarrett, the list goes on. Right. And so I would think if I'm the Jets, I'm trying to get on the phone with Scott Pioli ASAP and trying to get him in before the season starts, ideally. Well, I, I would too, but not not necessarily for the reasons that you said. I would want to get Scott Pioli because, uh, just because he's familiar with the Patriots. You know, he, he was there for a very long time. Oh, yeah. There's a handful of reasons why Scott Pioli would be a good fit. Um, for the Jets, again, like the yeah. Patriots is one, the familiarity with that system and that team and that regime. And then again, the success that he's had in Atlanta. Uh, he set Kansas City up for success for a good bit too when he was there for a little bit. Um, he, kind of. I, I feel like when uh, Scott Pioli was in Kansas City, that was just a, a, a train wreck, and which, which, is, which is fine just because the head coach wasn't a right fit, the quarterback wasn't what they thought it was. It, it was just a train But he wreck. was aggressive. He was a little uh, well, yeah. He was aggressive, but at the same time, um, he was a. Uh, it, it was like an obvious first-time GM, and I do feel like the second go-around, he'll do a lot better. Um, but yes, yeah, so. and even if you ta- again, and lastly to finish yeah, that point, if you take away the Kansas City uh, part of his resume, and you look at what he's done in Atlanta and what he did in New England, yeah, he, he, he's a no-brainer. You got to hire he's him. He's done a lot of good things, and it could, and it potentially could be a great fit for him being a, a second-time GM on the Jets. And at this point, to be honest, what do the Jets have to lose? Right. You know. And what does Scott Pioli have to lose too? I mean, his. Well, well, Scott Pioli has a lot to lose. That, that's why he may not take it, but because I've, I've rarely heard of a GM being hired three times. Okay. You know, normally the second time is your last go around. If you do well that time, then you're fine. But if you don't do well that second go around, you're going to be an assistant to the GM for the rest of your career. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, what else we got on the list? So uh, something really cool happened and really disappointing happened last week for, for most of the NBA teams, mm-hmm. uh, the NBA lottery. Oh, of course, yes. Let's I, talk I about know, this real quick. I know you were disappointed, Asif, with all three of your teams not winning the lottery. Like, yeah. You know, like the, the Hawks well, didn't win it, then the Lakers didn't win it, then the Knicks didn't win it. Like, that must have been heartbreaking And you, And right? just to be clear, the Knicks aren't necessarily <laughs> my team, but I would have loved to see them win the lottery for the sake of – basketball um 
you know, and and when the Knicks are good, it's good for the sport. And so that's why I wanted the Knicks win. And of course, with a guy like Zion, yeah. Um, what I hate about how the lottery ends is Zion is going to have to support the Saints for a little bit, <laughs> and I'm like not happy um, about that. So now I'm just wondering, like, is does AD still want to leave? Like, should AD want to leave? Right. I mean, and if, if I'm AD, I'd be like, hey, let's let me stick out this year and see what's going to happen. But there's still reports that he wants to be traded, that he still wants to be go to the Lakers, which it's understandable. But you know, did, didn't the um, didn't the Pelicans also just hire Monty Williams, or is that someone else? Um, no, I feel like Monty Williams was their old coach. Oh yeah, that was their old coach. Oh, you're right, right. Monty Williams went somewhere else. But in terms of, I mean, with New Orleans, it's really interesting to see what's going to happen because I would think that. I can't imagine there are many NBA players right now who wouldn't be excited about the thought of playing with Zion Williamson. Right. Um, and so, but then again with Anthony Davis, it is a business after all. Yeah. And when you're frustrated and you don't like the business or you don't like your job, in this case playing for that specific team, it makes it really difficult to want to be inspired even though you might have a generational talent coming in. And also if you know like, look, yeah, I could be here for a year, but I'm still trying to be out the door in two. Then why stick around for one? Right. Right. And right. so then you should just make your move. Then the amazing thing about the NBA is like it's going to be really, really interesting after the finals are over. Right. And like as fans, we know the finals are kind of a foregone conclusion as right, we discussed. Right. But now as the real watch is that's on gonna free be, agency. That's going to get interesting with free and draft. And for the record, Monty Williams went to the Suns. So my apologies about that. Um, but so there, there is a rumor out there now though, about, about a potential AD trade and it does involve one of our teams. Mm -hmm. So they're saying that Lonzo ball, that the bulls really like Lonzo ball. Mm -hmm. So the bulls are supposedly shopping the number seven pick and Chris Dunn and the Lakers may work a three team deal where the bulls get, um, Lonzo ball, the Lakers would get AD and I believe, um, the Pelicans would get a bunch of draft picks, potentially Chris Dunn, and probably you know Brandon Ingram and maybe Kuzma from the Lakers. And I know what you're saying, Asif. Yeah, the Lakers have to keep Kuzma. They have to keep. I'm not even saying his name right. I feel like um, you have to keep him or Brandon Ingram. But at this point, the Pelicans are just gonna milk the Lakers dry. Well, it's, see, it's I, gonna be the LeBron and AD show. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't think that New Orleans is going to keep the number one pick. I think it's going to get traded. Why? Okay. Okay. Uh, bold prediction? Th th that might be the boldest of bold predictions I've ever heard in my life. I need you to explain. So, Go. like you just said, like, there's a potential deal already in the works, right, mm -hmm. with Alonzo and Ingram and Kuzma and all this stuff. So, hey, we just discussed a three-team deal that might be in the works. One, okay. two... Um, I think the Knicks want that number one pick. I think the Knicks should take that number one pick. Okay. So you trade three for one, obviously, plus your other assets, whatever other assets you may have. And you may okay. have to give up a lot. Wait, wait, before you go any further, I need you to build me this trade. What is three for one? Well, so the Knicks have the number one, the number three pick. Okay. So you, you trade that for number one plus whatever else you can give away f to get that number one why, pick. Why would the Pelicans do that? Um, because there's a lot to be built on there. Plus, if it's just going to be a matter of making people happy and cleaning house. I mean, I think 
the Knicks, it's not that the Pelicans are going to give that up. I think the Knicks are going to be aggressive enough and come up with a deal to make that happen. I, I don't know what deal they could put. So, what, what could the Knicks offer? So, so the, the goal is to win the lottery, right? And yeah, in theory, or every, win every, the draft. To win, no, no, every year, every team that's not trying to make the playoffs, their goal is to win the lottery, right? Mm-hmm. So, if the Pelicans, if the Knicks offer the Pelicans a bunch of draft picks. The goal is that they may potentially get the number one pick at some point down the down the road, right? Well, they already have the number one pick and a potential superstar. Why would they pass on that? Well, then why would they trade with Chicago and L.A.? I mean, it, yeah. it makes no sense. So why yeah. would they trade with anybody then if they're going to win no, the no, draft? So, so, so the trade I was talking about was for A.D. if A.D. already wants out. The, the trade I was talking about has nothing to do with the number one pick. Yeah, but A.D. is going to be gone regardless. Right, so A.D. is going to be gone. And you need to fill your stand, fill the stadium. You're gonna get Zion. I mean, they they might go get it. I mean, who knows? No, I just I, think I, I'm telling you right now. If the Pelicans do not draft Zion, there's gonna be like a there's gonna be a revolt in New Orleans. There'll be if the Pelicans do not draft Zion, Zion. Then right, they but are with the your eighty with your eighty trade and Brandon Ingram and Kuzma going to New Orleans uh-huh. and Ball going to Chicago. Uh huh. Does New Orleans still keep the number one pick? Yes, they keep. The I don't think the Lakers do that trade then. Why? So, 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 wait, hold up, time, time, time the fuck out right now. You're telling me the Lakers are gonna? You're telling me the Lakers would want the number one pick and AD for Lonzo Ball, Kuzma, and Brandon Ingram? Well, obviously that's not gonna work. Well, you just said that, right? But that's what I'm saying is like in terms of. If the Pelicans aren't going to trade the number one They're pick, not, the, the Pelicans will not trade the number one pick, Oscar. So then, I I mean, it doesn't really matter what AD does. I mean, he's, you know, he's gonna he's kind of at the mercy of the Pelicans to right, do whatever. Uh, right, right. The, the trade I was talking about would have been AD to the Lakers, Ball to the Bulls, the Lakers first round pick, the Bulls first round pick, Kuzma and Brandon Ingram to the Pelicans. That's a lot, and that's a lot. And the Pelicans, but will on top we'll of that, still, still keep, keep the number one pick. So they would have, they would potentially have. Um, well, I'll tell you what. I mean, if that if that's what happens, the Lakers are still going to need a lot. They're going to need a third person to come in. They, they they definitely will, but they have money for that. They can get go get Clay Thompson. Maybe I I don't know if Clay Thompson is the right fit for that situation. I think you need somebody like a more. They may, uh, younger get, Rondo or a more experienced ball, like may, a ball, may, a distributor. Maybe a, maybe a Kemba Walker. Maybe a Patrick Beverly. I don't know. I mean, like we said, free agency is going to be right. the thing to watch in the NBA this summer, right. not the finals. So, so uh, Asif, if, if the Pelicans trade the number one pick, I will bring beer for a month. Okay. If, if the Pelicans do not, if the Pelicans for some reason trade the number one pick, I will bring beer for a month. Okay. Right. I think the Knicks should go after and get it, man. Well, dude, I think every, I think the Bulls should go after and get the number one pick, but they don't have the assets. Um, real quick, I want to wrap up so we're not going too long because we're already at thirty-four minutes. But, um, the Hawks have two top ten picks. I'm they not do. saying that they that's going to be a factor in this that's trade. That's not enough for number one. No, of course not. But I do think like the Hawks have the ability to win the draft. It's not a deep draft. It's not. But when you have two top ten picks, it's certainly something to build upon. And who knows what you could get with? I mean, in theory, right? The Warriors have two of the top ten players in the NBA right now. Well, well, on I, th- team. I think you're going the same way as I'm going right now. Right now in the draft, right now in the in the playoffs, right now we can end it after I say this. In the playoffs, right now, 
there is no player um, that is the superstar on their team that was drafted in the top five. That's insane. Uh, Giannis was 16th, I believe. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was in the teens. Lillard was sixth. Uh, Steph Curry and uh, seven. Steph Curry was seven. Clay Thompson was. Oh, well, KD was, but he's not playing right now. <laughs> All right. He's not playing right now. But yeah, outside of KD, no one else was tr- drafted in the top five. Yeah, it's still important for New Orleans to keep their first overall. It pick. is over. It is because you went because Zion. It because with Zion, they'll sell tickets for sure. Right, but with Zion, you're gonna you're gonna sell season tickets. You're gonna get, get so much endorsement. You're gonna get money. All right. Well, maybe. All right. If if he gets drafted to New Orleans, there's no way he he finished his his career there, dude. That that is completely that's a completely different thing. Hey, when the Bulls drafted Derrick Rose, I thought he would finish his career with the Bulls, but you but he got hurt. So mm-hmm. saying that Zion anything could happen. Yeah, there's a lot of factors that could happen. Yeah. So saying that he won't finish his career there, that's very plausible. I just wonder if it's going to be one of those situations where he knows he's going to leave in the off season, so they trade him when they get something for him in return before. I, I mean, the, he walks. I mean, the second Pelicans won the lottery, and this is the last thing I'm going to say. I promise. Um, they were saying that Zion may go back to Duke. So, which would be awesome. I would love that. Yeah, of course, he would. All right, that's at, a good stabbing point right at, there. At Bears, Birds, and Brews, check out our logo. Let us know what you think. Shout out to Ursuline again. Thank you for making that logo. Bye. <laughs>